On this episode of the Massive Agent Podcast, we're doing Instagram Part 2. It's a follow-up on last week. There was so much we weren't able to cover last week. We get into even more details with even more specific tips. You're going to love this one. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 11 of the Massive Agent Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in today. My name is Dustin Brome. I am your host. I'm a realtor in Salt Lake City. I'm the founder of a company called Search Salt Lake, a company called saltlakeinsider.com, which is my my non-real estate media company. And I'm a co-founder of the Snappack Live Real Estate Group on Facebook. It's a community of real estate agents and mortgage loan officers and title people. We're about 3,000 strong. It's all real estate marketing all the time. It's basically like this podcast 24-7. It's a great group of people. Go join the Snappack Live Real Estate Group if you haven't yet. So if you're new to this podcast, what we're all about is getting you more leads to help you sell more homes lead generation tips, strategies, ideas that can help you to bring more leads in and ultimately help you to sell more homes. That's the goal. So if that interests you, if you're in real estate and you want to sell more homes or do more loans, you're in the right place. So after last week's episode, episode 10 about Instagram, I I kept feeling like, hey, I'm leaving a bunch of stuff out. There's still some specific uh, tools that people can use to help with their Instagram and do their Instagram stories. And I didn't get time to talk about those. And there's also, there's some disagreement out there around some of the things I mentioned, uh, you know, strategies like, you know, where to put your hashtags, how many hashtags to use, stuff like that. And I wanted to give some context to those too, because I don't want you to feel like there's only one right way of doing things without testing for yourself. So I'm coming back, Instagram part two today, give some more context. Now, before I dive into the into the meat of today, I want to announce the winner of our massive contest, massive contest, Jonathan Anderson, a realtor in Greenville, South Carolina, the founder of itsgreenville.com. He won the $100 Amazon gift card. Jonathan, congratulations and thank you. If you're new to the podcast, we were running a contest throughout the month of February for all of you guys that leave a review on on iTunes and who shared out a link to the podcast, you know, trying to share this podcast with your friends. You got an entry. I picked somebody at random to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Jonathan was the big wiener. Congrats, Jonathan. And to everybody who wrote reviews, who shared out links to to this podcast and shared the good word. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. But even though the contest's over, you guys don't have to stop doing that. You know, you, you could continue to write iTunes reviews if you feel if you feel this podcast is is giving you some sort of value. I sure won't mind. In fact, I'd appreciate the shit out of it. And also, in episode six, we talked about chatbots, how you can set up your own Facebook Messenger chatbot for free. And I just wanted to say that I now have my chatbot up and running on the Massive Agent Podcast Facebook page, in addition to my personal realtor page uh, that I had it on before. If you have not heard episode six about chatbots and you want to see how I have my chatbot set up and how you can test it out yourself, just go to our Massive Agent Podcast Facebook page and try it out there. By interacting with the chatbot, you're going to be able to get the article that shows you step-by-step how to create your own chatbot, it's going to be sent to you in Messenger. Just go to our Massive Agent Podcast Facebook page, send us a message, follow it, bing, bang, boom, you've got it. And at the end of the show today, we're going to get to the massive Q&A question 
Today, it's from Emily Lynch in Murray, Kentucky. She asks a great question. It's kind of a two-part question. Emily asks, how do you get leads in a rural area that isn't necessarily a hot real estate market? And how do you reach an older generation who might be interested in moving there, but they're probably not on Snapchat and Instagram? I'm going to dive into that. I think that's a fantastic question. I know not everyone lives in big major cities. And not everyone's real estate market is hot right now. That's a great question, Emily. But first, Instagram, part two. So on the last episode, we talked about where I personally put my hashtags. I like to put them in the first comment because it looks better. I usually do up to 30 hashtags because I think you should maximize it. But there's there's some industry experts out there, some social media marketing experts who say that that's actually outdated information. So here's what I want you guys to know right off the bat. Right now, because... There's some things working for some people that aren't working for others. You need to test this out yourself, but I need you to understand that there are other ways of doing it, and this is probably where Instagram's going. Instagram is algorithm run, right? It's uh, It used to be chronological, so you'd see everybody's in the order that it was posted, but that's not the case anymore. Now it's more like the Facebook algorithm where they kind of... Instagram shows you what they think you're going to be most interested in, and it doesn't matter what chronological order it was posted in. They're just kind of curating what you're seeing in your Instagram newsfeed. So keep that in mind too. That means that your content is that much more important. Um, You know, using hashtags and whatnot to get discovered is still very valuable on Instagram, but it's not everything. It used to be very straightforward where you use hashtags, you post a bunch of times per day, and it's going to be shown in the newsfeed. But if it's not good content, now you're not going to be able to get the reach that you once could on Instagram. So I was speaking with Chelsea Pites. She is an amazing marketer. If you don't know Chelsea, she's she's one of the co-founders of the Snapback Live real estate group. Um, she She's doing big things in the real estate world. She's spoken at Inman multiple times. She used to be the, the head of, I don't know her exact title. Don't, don't shoot me for this, Chelsea. But the director of social strategy something at a major title company, a major nationwide title company. She has her own show on Snapchat. So I was talking with her and she did a live video the other day that was great. Go look up Chelsea. Her last name is spelled P-E-I-T-Z. Chelsea P-E-I-T-Z. Chelsea Pites. Definitely follow her on Instagram and Snapchat. She puts out a lot of great content. So she was one of those people who she's like, you know what? Instagram's changing, you know, with machine learning, with AI. Instagram is learning that people were gaming the system by doing certain things, by putting hashtags in the first comment that could be seen as as a way to game the system, to put more hashtags in there. Apparently, according to some experts, if you put your hashtags in the first comment, which I personally have done up to this point, you're not going to get the same reach as you would as if it was in the post itself. So be conscious of that. I don't think that that's been, I know that that hasn't been made across the board, but just know that at some point, putting hashtags in the first comment instead of the post, it's going to get you no reach whatsoever. You're going to get no visibility that way. So start figuring out a way to get your hashtags into the post itself. And, you know, Instagram's moving away from this, you know, stuffing the post with 30 hashtags because that could, depending on how you do it, it could be seen as pretty spammy, right? And, and I know 30 hashtags is a lot and it's just, boom, here's a big block of hashtags. They don't like that. That takes away from the user experience. So Chelsea suggests based on her research and the people she's talked to that you only use 10 to 15 hashtags. I've experimented with, with that personally. I do get more reach if I use more hashtags than that, but I could see, and I believe her, I could see that Instagram's moving towards using less hashtags. So it's not so messy and bogged down with freaking hashtags. So keep that in mind. And again, do do some split testing. 
you know, do one week where you use 30 hashtags, do another week where you use 10 to 15 hashtags. And as far as which hashtags to use, make sure you're not using the biggest ones like hashtag real estate. You're not going to you're not going to get any visibility on that. There's way too many people using it. Look for the hashtags that are getting, you know, 10,000. And you can search hashtag and see how many people have used it. Look for like, you know, tens of thousands, the low hundreds of thousands. You don't want to be using those big, huge ones. You're never going to get discovered, which is the whole point of using the hashtag in the first place. Now, also with hashtags, what I used to do and what I think most people did is they would have a notepad somewhere where they can just copy and paste the hashtags that they use on every post, right? It was easy to just copy, paste, bing, bing, boom. That's it. Well, Instagram is starting to not like that. They want it to be more organic, more natural. And so if you're just copying and pasting the same block of hashtags in every single post, pretty soon Instagram's just not going to show your post. You're, you're going to get what's called shadow banned. And there's, you know, there's debate on whether or not that's actually a thing. Shadow banning is basically if you use the hashtag Salt Lake City Realtor and you think people are going to discover you through that, if somebody clicks on that hashtag, your post will not be visible. That's kind of a shadow banning. You don't really know what's going on. My understanding is the shadow banning does not happen at the account level, but it happens at the post level. So just that post will be shadow banned from those hashtags. Be careful of that. And Instagram has not come out and said, yes, we're doing this or no, we're not. Um, I think there's evidence that yes, they are doing some shadow banning. So just make sure that that you're switching up your hashtags. Okay. Be fresh with it. Like, you know, maybe if you're going to do 15 hashtags, maybe four or five are the same ones every time, and then try to use new ones. That's actually better. I know it takes a little bit more work, but that's better because if you're using new hashtags that you haven't really been seen on before, all of a sudden you're reaching new people because some people follow hashtags, you know, this one hashtag where they may not follow another one. And and if you don't ever go to the hashtag they use, they'd never find you. So it's good to switch it up. I think this is a good development, but keep that in mind as well. Switch up those hashtags. Don't be pasting the same block of hashtags every single time. And I'm guilty of that. I've done that before. It's time to switch it up. Now, so many people ask about scheduling posts. Right now, Instagram, well, up until a couple weeks ago, they wanted you to just post natively in the app, you know, and not really have anything scheduled or anything like that, which made it very time consuming. If you're going to be posting twice a day or even once a day, like I struggle with that. We're all busy, right? Like we're running businesses, we're servicing clients, we're, we're marketing, I'm recording podcasts and editing them and doing a bunch of other stuff. Sometimes even posting once a day is hard, so you want to schedule it. Well, a couple weeks ago, right, eh, probably a month ago, Instagram finally is allowing a third-party tool to post directly to Instagram for you, to schedule a post and post directly. They're allowing Hootsuite to do that. Right now, Buffer does not have that. There's no other third-party tool that's authorized by Instagram to post directly. I know there's a few out there. They're against the Instagram terms of service. The only one that is allowed and endorsed by Instagram to schedule and post directly for you is Hootsuite. And I've tried that before. It works great. You know, you you put in your image, you put in your your post, your hashtags. I want this to post Saturday at 6 p.m. You schedule it. Boom. You can forget it. So guys, Hootsuite is a great, great tool that you can use for free. You know, you can get Hootsuite for free up to a certain number of profiles and that can you can schedule, you know, a month in advance of your Instagram posts. That's amazing. Use Hootsuite. It's the only one right now where you can do direct scheduled posting to Instagram. Now, another little tidbit that I picked up from Chelsea Pites has to do with hashtags in your Instagram stories. Now, we talked a little bit last week and I think most of you guys already know you can use hashtags in your stories, but did you know you can use up to 10 of them? 
Here's how you do it. All right, right before I started recording, I did an Instagram story on my personal Instagram, at dbrohm, at D-B-R-O-H-M. Go follow me if you haven't yet. But I did an Instagram story, and I did, hey, I'm just about to record um, episode 11 of hashtag Massive Agent Podcast. Then I did an emoji, and I took like eight or nine other hashtags, and I shrunk them down. So so you, you do the text, you do hashtag like realtor life or something, and then you take your fingers and pinch it down, and it, you can shrink it really, really small, put it in one spot. Do the text again, hashtag Salt Lake City, whatever. And then, you know, you shrink it down and you can kind of pile all these hashtags on the screen on top of themselves and they're all clickable and discoverable. And then you can put a GIF or an emoji or something over the top of them so they're hidden. That's a great, great way to get your stories more discoverable. And right now you can use up to 10 hashtags in a story and they're all discoverable if somebody's using if somebody's clicking those hashtags within stories. So keep that in mind. That's a way in addition to just using the geotag, which we talked about on, on episode 10. I think geotags are the most powerful by far for getting discovered, especially locally. But when you can put up to 10 hashtags in a story, shrink them down so nobody even knows they're there, but people can still find you by clicking through those hashtags, that is crazy. Use those in addition to the geotags. And I think you'll see your views for your stories go through the roof. You guys that are listening and, and start who start experimenting with that. First off, thank Chelsea. That's an amazing tip. Second of all, I want to know how that's going for you. I want to know what happens to your view count when you start implementing adding more hashtags in there. So go to our Facebook page, Massive Agent Podcast on Facebook, and let us know. I really, I want to know how it's working for you. Maybe you just see a slight uptick. Maybe, you know, you see 10x the views. I want to know, and I want to know what hashtags you're using. You know, let's kind of help each other out and and let everybody within the Massive Agent community know what's working in your area and what's not working in your area, and we can kind of compare notes. Now, the final little tip I want to give you guys today is these are some apps you can use to make your Instagram better, okay? So if you just want to add some text on top of some static images, there's WordSwag. WordSwag does a great job. Now, you know all those quote images that you see all over Instagram, every, you know, the quotes on everything, this, that, and the other. So many of those quotes were, those images were created using the WordSwag app or something like it. There's there's Fonto, there's PicStitch. Uh, I, I do think WordSwag is one of the best for getting images, sorry, for getting text onto images. There's also the Over app. Uh, those are great. Some of some are paid, some are not. I think Word Swag costs a couple bucks or something. It's totally worth it. Now, as far as video goes, there's the Videorama app. We mentioned that last time, Videorama. You can put text on top and logos and whatnot and kind of edit a little video there with some sound effects and, and graphical effects. Videorama. But the app that I'm super on fire about that I've actually been using to create Instagram stories is the Flyer app, F-L-Y-R, the Flyer app. It's kind of clunky. It takes up a lot of battery and memory, but it's it's a very, very uh, robust, very, very powerful video editing app. And there's even a way right on there where you, when you're selecting the size that you want, you could just do, hey, I want Instagram story. I want Snapchat story. I want Instagram post, whatever. And it does the perfect size post. And then it even has templates. It has motion it has all sorts of different options for really doing a professional-looking Instagram story or Snapchat story. Same thing. Again, that's the Flyer app, F-L-Y-R. I think it's like 10 bucks a month. You know, it's, as far as apps go, it's kind of expensive, but I think it's worth it. Um, that's what I'm using. So whenever you guys see me on my personal Instagram, at dbrome, when you see me in my stories doing the, the little teaser for the new episode, I created that with Flyer. 
I saved a template. And then every time I go in, I change the episode number and the topic. And then I put it up. So I, I really hope that gives you guys some more context and some more actionable stuff you can do as far as Instagram goes, because Instagram's changing. There's no one right way to do everything. You've got to test for yourself what's working for you, what's not working for you. And real quick, before we get into the massive Q&A question, which is a great one today, I have a cool announcement to make. We have a new website. Right now, I mean, so far I've just been using my my podcast host's website, which is, you know, you know kind of sucks. But now MassiveAgentPodcast.com is live. I hired the amazing TJ Kelly with Mixed Media to, to create this website for me. It's just, it's a great way that now I can have the show notes. So everything we talk about here, I can have a link to these apps that we talked about. I can give more context. I can kind of do the show notes uh, and summarize each episode and, and do it that way. And it's much easier to share those on social media than, than what I've currently been using. So massiveagentpodcast.com. The website is live and I'm super excited about that. Uh, stay tuned to massiveagentpodcast.com because there's another announcement. There's something else I'm working on that I, I'm i so freaking excited for what's coming up. Let's just say it's for you guys. It's going to be extremely powerful, huge value, but here's the kicker. Only one agent per market is able to participate. Stay tuned for that. I'll talk more about that next week. And now, it's time for Massive Q&A. Today's question, again, comes from Emily Lynch in Murray, Kentucky, which is a rural area. She asks, how do, how do you get leads in a rural area that isn't really a hot real estate market? And how do you reach an older generation who probably isn't on Snapchat or Instagram? Great questions. Emily, first of all, I do think you're making a big assumption that those older generations aren't on Snapchat or Instagram. Chances are they're not on Snapchat. I think you'd be surprised how many are on Instagram, but what I can almost guarantee they're all on is Facebook. So Facebook has Facebook stories too. So if you're doing Instagram stories, you just go into your settings and you can, you can hook it up to where when you do an Instagram story, it automatically posts to your Facebook story too. So that's one way, but if they're not, if they're not watching stories, you know, I guess the older demographic, okay, old people, they're probably not watching stories, right? But they are scrolling the news feed. So here's what's here's what's so important. And and I think it answers both of your questions. I honestly think it's probably easier for you to stand out and to take market share and be the realtor in town when you're in a small area. And it all comes down to branding. It all comes down to people knowing who you are, knowing that you're the local expert. Because, you know, Facebook ads probably won't work that well if you're, it depends on how small of an area you're in, of course. I mean, you know, define small, define rural. You know, there's some cities that still have, you know, 100,000, you know, tens of thousands of people. But if it's a small area, I think you need to start your own show. You need to start your own show, record it, you know, put it up on Facebook and YouTube because Facebook is where everybody's at. And that local show is going to help you to paint yourself and position yourself as the local expert. Go out and interview the guy down at the meat market. Interview the principal of the high school in town. You know, go interview this, that, and the other thing. Like, go do interviews. Go feature everything you could possibly think of that has to do with your community. Nothing real estate related, but just be be the local show. I think you'd be surprised if if you make it exciting enough, if you have the personality for it, if you're, if you know, if you can be entertaining people are going to watch and they're going to watch regularly and for for all you know like you could you could become the content to watch on a weekly basis in your town 
the ability to do that right now with a with a smartphone is unbelievable. You can do it for free, record yourself, do these shows. Maybe you have to get a little microphone or something so your audio is decent when you're doing interviews. But then you can edit that, put it up on Facebook as a video, share it within your local Facebook groups, but just be the local show be, and be the host of that show. When you introduce yourself on the show, make sure you say, hey, this is, you know, my name is Emily Lynch. I'm a real estate agent with blah, blah, blah here in Murray, Kentucky. That's all you have to mention about real estate. That keeps you compliant by mentioning who your brokerage is, but then it also lets people know who you are and then make, don't say anything else about real estate. Just introduce yourself as a real estate agent with your brokerage, call it good, and then just focus on putting out great entertaining content that people in your town are actually going to want to watch. And that's the way to reach the older generation too, because if you're putting out a great show and, and maybe we're talking like really old people, like, you know, they're, they're in their eighties, they're going to hear about this show from their grandkids or their kids, right? If you become the local expert, you're going to be the local celebrity. They're going to hear about you. And when they go to, to list their house, who do you think they're going to reach out to? The local expert, right? Because you have the network, you have the name, you have the brand recognition. So I think you really need to focus like a laser beam on becoming that local expert through creating your own show. And I would also experiment a little bit with Facebook ads too in your area. I don't know how big it is, but if it's too small of a town, it's probably not the best use of time and money. But Facebook ads are a great option because you can just reach people in your town. And maybe what you do is when once whenever you release a new show, you know, run a quick little Facebook ad, spend, you know, 10, 15, 20 bucks on it and and kind of boost it around your town so that more people see it. That's a great way to get started. I think that is absolutely the answer to help you to help you win in a small, not quite so hot real estate market is be the local expert by having your own show. All right, guys, I hope today's episode was helpful. I hope you learned a bunch. If you got any value today, there's there's two things you can do to help us out, right? To help out this podcast. The biggest thing is to leave an iTunes review. Uh, that really helps iTunes know that, hey, this podcast, people are actually watching and, and listening and they're going to help this podcast show up in search results. And then also share this podcast with a friend. Help us build our audience. If you found value in it, other people will too. Please share it. That's the best thing you could do to help give back. If you've got any value from the show whatsoever, I would appreciate it very much. Thanks so much for tuning in. This has been episode 11. Have an amazing day. Take care, guys. Take care, guys.